Welcome back to the second hour of Love, Babs, Love Talk. I'm Babs Rose-Ivy. This is part two of Shimmer. So if y'all don't know what Shimmer is, if you didn't tune in yesterday and you missed it, and I don't know how you miss it because you can you could follow up and listen to this at a later time. Um, but the Yale Schwartzman Center um, is workshopping this wonderful production that's on its way to Broadway, I imagine, after, after this workshop works out all the kinks. Um, uh, about this particular uh, production, this musical based on a book, uh, a 1998 novel uh, that ran, that be, has become a musical. Um, and uh, it's uh, with four-time Broadway librettist, Michael Corey and Pulitzer Prize winning composer, Anthony Davis, who was my guest yesterday with uh, playwright, Sarah Schulman and CEO of Midnight Oil, uh, collective France and Pollock. But today, this morning, I've got uh, these beautiful people on uh, to talk a little bit more about what this experience uh, will mean. So I have Albert Lee, who plays one of the lead roles. He is a New York native and a, a director, the director of equity and student life at Yale School of Music. Hey, Albert. And Rachel Fine, executive director of Yale Schwartzman Center. Uh, and she's a lead partner in Shimmer. Um, and is helping with the production. And Rachel Alderman, who I know, uh, is the artistic director at Long Wharf Theater and is a partner in Shimmer and helped coordinate the casting. Hello, how are y'all? Good morning. Unmute yourselves. Good morning, Babs. Good morning, everyone. Good so morning, good morning. I, I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me. Um, anytime I get to be in the presence of a devastating diva, I know that <laughs> fire and ice will lead and 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 fire and ice will remain. <laughs> okay, Albert, that's sweet. <laughs> good more, good more. So listen, this is a huge production. Like it is. it's like 21 people, a lot of moving parts, a lot of partners. I mean, this is this is exciting. I don't know if people sort of get to see a production in workshop before it goes to a, a place. Is this the normal way of things get done? Like, is this how it happens? The the normal way is to is to have the the artistic team sort of be together and working up what is a blueprint for a project, and then to to get some artists onto it to see actually how it works in real life. Um, and then to maybe expand it to a full reading of the entire of the entire work. And so that's where we that's the stage we're in now. I have been um, I love doing new projects. I love doing new. I'm a I'm by trade a classical singer. I sing mostly opera, but I do a lot of crossover stuff. And so this re represents some crossover for me. And so to to create something new is is exciting, um, but it's also difficult because there there are no rules. There, there are, there's no right or wrong, really. You know, every question is a is an important question about the character, about the music, about the the relationship between the two, um, and and so helping helping the artistic team sort of consider the questions that they may not have considered before has been a lot of fun. Mm. Hey, Rachel, how are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you? So the last time I saw you, we were all dancing the night away and. And uh, to the uh, uh, sitting in concert with uh, the beautiful Audra McDonald for Long Wharf Theater. Yeah, that was an awesome evening. That was oh my an God, awesome it was, evening. It was magic, <laughs> magic. It was a magic night. So, 
So Rachel, when you how, how does Long Wharf Theater get connected to this to this production? Because this seems like this seems like a a a, a moving circus <laughs> in the <laughs> best possible way. Parts. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. You know, we we really came on board as a thought partner and as um, a connector to the local artist scene here. So we we lent some muscle when it came to um, talking about who in New Haven lives here and performs um, in in the region that could, because the cast is so big. Um, uh, you know, what is it, 21? Something 21 like that. people. 20, 21 people. So, so there was a desire to cast people locally from the area, from Yale as well, and then from out of New York. And so we we brought our our New Haven lens to the to the conversation and and really just tried to connect the team to people that that we didn't end up, we we weren't a, a casting director per se we were just a con, we were using our connections we were connecting local people in the area that have great singing and performing um, capabilities and and then putting them in touch with the team at Shimmer and saying you really should check these people out because because you want them as part of your family. So we're part of the, that arts eco, you know, ecosystem partnership. It was oh, really fun. It. And then and then helping get the word out about the Innovation Summit and the workshop itself. Hmm. So Albert, so was, uh, what was it about this project that you said, you know what, I, I want to be a part of this? Because you could have not been a part of this. You could have just, you know, I got other so stuff to do. <laughs> so, so a few things. Um, I think the first thing is I am a New Haven native who's just moved back after I won't say how many years away because it would tell too much about my age. Um, but I, <laughs> I just moved back two years ago, and since since moving back home, I haven't performed much in New Haven. My my performing kind of takes me all over the place, and so. Um, that's the first thing is, is getting a chance to sort of work on something at home. I think the second thing is um, I'm on faculty in the School of Music at Yale. Frances Pollock, who leads the Midnight Oil Collective, is one of our doctoral students in her post-residency period. And she and I met when I first started in 21. And she was telling me about her organization and telling me about her project and then reached out to me and said, I think I have something for you and explained to me the project. And I was already on board when when she reached out because I want to see her sort of initiative flourish. Uh, when she mentioned Anthony Davis, I was I was two hundred percent in. Uh, I have I've had a chance to work with some amazing living composers, and to and to do this with Anthony Davis is is pretty amazing. I had a chance a couple of years ago before I moved back to New Haven to workshop a new piece. Um, that was written by the late Wayne Shorter, the jazz, jazz musician who just passed away. And he yes. was working in collaboration with Esperanza Spalding, um, oh. the jazz musician. And so I was in Los Angeles, like in someone's house, in their living room, putting this piece together for a workshop similar to the, to, to the one that we're about to do tomorrow night. And so work it, working on new is just different. There's, there's no template. There's no blueprint. You don't have to, you know, some, as someone who sings, a lot of the music of dead people, you know, um, it, it there's there's something special about having the person in the room with you and and telling you what their intentions are and you being able to ask them, hey, have you thought about or can I take more time here to land this idea or to let the music breathe? And so to be, it's a it really is a collaborative process 
once the actual music itself and the lyrics and the story is outlined. Mm, so those are, those are all the reasons, yeah. I love so so Rachel when 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 you said you know Long Wharf Theater is part of the ecosystem and 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 we 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 supported like letting them know who's in town to do what or whatever what, what is that like because I, I I is that a role that that's a role like that's a real role well yeah I mean we over the years throughout you know doing lots of different programming in the city you know we get introduced to people who are, are really multi-talented. And even this year, even in this year of transition, we had our big homecoming festival downtown or our block party that, that hired uh, uh, tons of local artists. And we had, um, we did, uh, we're in the process of, of our, um, of screening our new movie, I Am Muslim American. And that was a, a, a movie entirely made up of New Haven based, um, uh, actors. So when we were told, when we, when Francis shared with us the story of Shimmer and, and sent us the breakdown of what voice parts they needed, what the characters were like, you know, we, we had a big brainstorming session and reached beyond New Haven into our communities all over the state to try to, to try to find people. And um, it's going to be really exciting to see all 21 people. <laughs> in the reading um i'd love to hear I, i'm really i haven't been in the room so i'm fascinated to hear how the workshop is going and and how it's all evolving you know how's it, it going albert it's going, it's, going, it's going well it's going really well you know it's you could probably you could probably put together a really fantastic reality show of <laughs> a, of the pre-production and and rehearsal period of any show um, and so there are hilarious things that happen. There are tense moments. There are disagreements. There are, you know, there are all the things that one would expect of artists in a creative space. Um, they're all happening, but there's a there's also an atmosphere of mutual respect. And uh, I think the the most wonderful thing is being able to work with a Pulitzer Prize winning composer and and a noted author and uh, a noted Broadway lyricist. It's a, it is an amazing, amazing group of people to work with. I love it. Hey, Rachel Fine, Executive Director of the Yale Schwartzman Center. Uh, uh, we are talking about Shimmer. This is day two of the conversation. Uh, yesterday I had on, a, I had a, a Anthony Davis Pulitzer Prize winning, uh, and I had playwright Sarah Schumann and uh, CEO Midnight Oil Collective, uh, Francis Pollock. And so they laid the foundation of what this what this musical is is, is looking like. So from a from a Schwarzman Center uh place, uh is is this within the mission of what y'all want to be doing? Like are, do you like sort of um uh laying the foundation for new work to get out into the world? Absolutely, without question. It is very much mission aligned, vision aligned. Uh I think we want to be an incubator um, is the word that's so often being tossed around. Um, I have long in my career been involved with establishing and creating new work. Um, and I also think that Schwartzman being interdisciplinary is just so well positioned to, you know, consider a work like Shimmer that's multifaceted and um, very, very excited about its evolution. So yes, very mission aligned. So 
any one of y'all can talk to speak to this albert uh rachel uh rachel 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 <laughs> uh, the 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 musical uh takes on a lot of issues that we are grappling and reckoning with in the world right now even though this this particular body of work uh starts in the 1950s or the late 1950s early 60s um what what do you think of these kinds of works that sort of bring us to a reckoning to the moment so i'll jump in on that one i you know i didn't when i started out in this field and in this industry i i came to it because i had been singing my entire life what i never anticipated was that in order to be a, a competent and informed uh, and thorough vocal artist. Um, my knowledge of history would have to grow. My knowledge of language and culture would have to have to grow as well. And for in this project in particular, to be able to work on a piece that's set in the late 40s, early 50s, and to literally be sitting in the middle of every seemingly every issue we're dealing with right now, still being um, what it was then. Uh, it, it forces us to grapple with what progress actually looks like um, and, and what progress actually is for people and what's window dressing. And so I hope that people that get to see the reading and people as this project goes on to, to its own life out in the world, I hope people really do consider the ways in which we, you know, talk about issues and the ways in which we actually solve problems, because there's a lot of things that we have papered over. There's a lot of things that we've ignored. There's a lot of things that we have had symbolic wins, but not systemic wins. And so I think I think this particular piece shines a light on all of that. Mm. And I don't I don't think the timing is a mistake, Babs, because, you know, this work, I think the origins of it go back 20 years in terms of the creative team working on it. But, you know, Anthony Davis in particular has finally received such critical recognition for works that fall into that category. So Central Park Five, which won the Pulitzer Prize, um, and then he's going to have his debut at the Metropolitan Opera um, in X. And so I, you know, I, I, I think this moment is the moment. Um, not just for this reconciliation, but for someone who is telling such critical stories uh, through through his works. Mm. Mm. Well, I I I appreciate the 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 very uh, topical the the very intimate way that you all spoke about this because uh, uh, we are the theater uh, the performance spaces are grappling with equity and inclusion, as you know, Mr. Lee, and as you know, Rachel Alderman. Um, theaters across America are grappling with how to tell these stories, how to center other people's stories, and 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 how to sort of uh, uh, connect with audience that has 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 historically been not really invited to these spaces, and uh, and so I find this timely. So Shimmer might be the opportunity to sort of be that bridge. What do you think, Albert? Is this particular production uh, a nice? bridge or or a better bridge into opening up these larger conversations? I, I wouldn't even qualify it to say either nice or better. I would just say it's a bridge. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a bridge that that is is going to discuss the issues of race. It's a bridge that's going to discuss the issues of class. It's a bridge that's going to discuss issues of gender. 
um, uh, and and sexuality. And I, I think there is something in it for everyone. Uh, it actually even touches it touches a bit on on religion uh, on religion as well. So I, I, what has been wonderful about the process for me is sitting in discomfort. Uh, and I know that doesn't sound like a wonderful thing, but as an artist to sit in discomfort and to sit with discomfort and grapple with it and, and have people have opinions or ideas about things that seemingly devalue another's experience and, and to devalue it oftentimes out of ignorance and just simply not knowing and to be able to sit in the room with that and express what it all means and express you know how it feels um and to maybe express truths that some some people have never really um had to come into close contact with has been both humbling and empowering i think for every single person of any race color creed of, of any identity there are going to be things that we misunderstand about the other. And to be able to sit with that misunderstanding, admit a failing, admit um, ignorance, and then to openly learn rather than immediately grow defensive is something that in an artistic process we are forced to do in order to put a show on. Uh, it, you know, In other parts of our universe, we can kind of just separate ourselves and not have to deal with the discomfort. But I, I enjoy in some degree, in some ways, pressing into it because I end up better on the other side. I end up a, a better human being. I end up a better citizen um, and yeah, a better friend, all those things. I like that. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So, so Rachel Fine, when you, when you are, are thinking about the way the Schwarzman Center will position itself in, in the arts world, um, it, will you be doing more of these kinds of thought provoking productions? I mean, what, what is the, do, do you have a map? Do you have an idea? What What are you open? What are you up for? What are you open to? Well, first of all, I should say that yes, we want to be a leader in the industry. We want to be a pace setter. We want to be a resource. We want to be many different things. And we're really just finishing year one. So it's early days. We are in the nascent stages of development and we're still very much experimenting, understanding our spaces. But we have such an incredible opportunity in that we are not married to traditional, and none of our spaces are traditional. They're all multifaceted. They're all multi-purpose. Not one of them has a fixed seating capacity. And to me, that's so fascinating because we get to dictate that seating capacity. So Babs, if I wanna have it for 50 people, I have it for 50 people. If I wanna have it for a thousand, because that's what makes sense, I get to have a thousand seats. And that's about the max that commons can hold. Um, and that's one of you know many spaces that we have. But I say that because in our industry, we're so tied to filling seats as a way of measuring success. So in my last venue, for example, if the venue was half full at 250 seats, let's say, everybody thought it was a failure. We didn't meet our ticket revenue. We didn't meet our seating capacity you know, expectations. And I think we get to change that seating capacity depending on what we're presenting and depending on the demand we think that work is gonna have. And I, I, to me, that is a game changer for our industry because it's, it's forcing us to think about 
you know, whether something is successful in terms of attendance. Um, the other thing we don't have right now, and this may change in the future, but we don't have ticket prices and we don't sell tickets. We register people. <clears throat> and I can't imagine, at least right now, a better way to give people access than not having price as a barrier. Um, now it comes with other problems. You know, not everybody feels like they're accountable if they register. So you might have big pockets of, you know, vacancies. Um, and so we're, you know, we're, we're working with a new model, but I just, between those two things, I think we have such an opportunity to think differently about arts engagement and how we, how we present art, whether it's music, theater, dance. Um, so, I, I mean, I can go on and on about the opportunities that we have, and, and you asked about a roadmap or a design. We're actually in the process for the first time of having uh, a long-range planning process for the Schwartzman Center specifically. And, you know, once we have that, we're about four months in at this point, and we have all kinds of stakeholders and, you know, everyone from students to community members weighing in on what they think and feel the Schwartzman Center should be. So uh, I'll come back on the show in six to nine months after we get the endorsement of the university. Um, but I, I really can't tell you how excited I am to be in this new space that just you know, looks, feels, and acts differently than any sort of traditional arts and culture space. And of course, it is more things. It's a student center for community connectedness. It's a wellness center. Um, so taking into consideration those elements too um, and how we're going to do cross-disciplinary work is, is very exciting. I love it. So, so Rachel Alderman, I mean, I, I didn't hear anything that was very different than what we are trying to do at Long Wharf Theater as we, are, as we move into this itinerant model um, that everybody is holding their breath around the world about. Talk to, I mean, I, I heard a lot of, I heard a lot of connecting things that uh, Ms. Pine said. We're very much aligned. I mean, it's about where you place your resources and where you, where you, how you center your values in how you produce. And that's, that's part of um, what was so inspiring by what Rachel was just talking about and also about why Shimmer and why now is, is this project has been incubating for so long and sometimes things need that kind of incubation and they need someone to say, I'm going to put resources behind this and bring it to maturation. And, um, and in terms of, of spaces and venues and how you experience the art and how you have these moments with each other in the audience, I'm actually sitting outside a venue that I have to go check out for, for Long Wharf. As we're exploring the area, I'm literally in the parking lot about to go check out a venue because this is, this is the journey of how do you match the art to the container, to the place, to the experience with the audience so that all those things can speak to each other, have that deep conversation and, and how, you, how you assess success. Um, you know, it, it's all, it's, it is an experiment and, and we're learning and, and if you place the resources behind the artists and the audience experience, I think you will always, you will always achieve success as long as you're achieving connectedness. So. Um, so with that being said, I got to run to this venue. Go, go find, find us a space. Okay. But we, we want to know what venue you're checking out. I'll come back on the show <laughs> in a couple months. I'll let you know. Thank you all. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> I appreciate you.
I was I was also going to say what an amazingly exciting time for the city of New Haven. You know, when when I left at 17 years old, part of why I went running is because I had this sort of like these big ideas and big thoughts and found myself sort of confined to just one certain small subset of the city. And so to see art proliferating of all kinds all throughout the city um, and to in this moment with the reading of this musical to be connected to New Haven's history around major musical theater productions that's, that got their first reads and their first go here in the city. I, th I think it's a it's a, a real message and a real, we should be really celebrating this moment as, as we revisit our history uh, and move move the city forward with arts at the center of 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 our culture. It's pretty it's pretty exciting. I, I think you're right. I tell you what I am most struck by, uh, Albert and Rachel, is the way that this is not just an uh, enclosed Yale thing. That this has opened itself up to a, to the larger community and has genuinely invited uh, not just the audience, but artists that are here, who are rooted here, who are uber talented um, into this space to join in this production so that it feels like it was intentional to sort of be uh, in this community of this community with all of that rich history, Albert, of New Haven being the pre-launch to Broadway. I, I, I like that. Talk, talk a little bit about uh, Rachel. Um, um, how, how do you how do you bring people together into these spaces? How do you invite people to participate uh, in such a huge project? Well, I think it probably depends on uh, which people. So, you know, are, are we talking about students, faculty, staff, uh, Yale, broader Yale community, and then broader New Haven community? Um, because I think to be that inclusive, you really have to do different kinds of outreach and welcoming to different communities. Um, and again, I'm so new to Yale, I'm only seven months in and um, I'm not new to New Haven. I was actually here in the nineties in graduate school, but again, as, as Albert was saying, he was probably 17 when I was a grad student. Um, <laughs> it was a very, very different place. And there is an energy here and an optimism and, um, and excitement, and I love that it's so rooted in the arts that that I think we want to all capitalize on, you know, for the betterment of the entire community for Yale and and New Haven. Um, but I, you know, I think being uh, a welcoming venue, you know, it has to run through the DNA of everybody who works in this space. And I can tell you, I mean, I know that you know a lot of the staff members at Schwartzman, but being community minded and being community focused is, you know, those things are paramount to the staff. And I think that, you know, we have to start by setting the tone that this is not just, you know, for students, it's not just for the Yale community, it is for everyone. Um, and I think part of not having tickets right now, you know, I was just thinking about Paul McCartney and we had 10,000 people all over, it wasn't just New Haven, it was all over Connecticut and beyond, try to get a ticket, you know, one of the 2,800 tickets, but that really was for everybody. Um, and so, you know, I think with time, we're gonna get better about how specifically to do that outreach, but forging, I just wanna mention Long Wharf um, because among the first things I did when I came here was to meet with Jacob 
um, and to introduce myself. And I had heard so much about him and had followed, you know, Long Wharf and it's in its most recent trajectory, but also I'm very well aware of its history and its legacy. Um, I think he is incredibly bold and courageous uh, for spearheading uh, sort of a new 21st century model, um, you know, of a theater that's been around a very, very long time. Um, and so I feel Schwartzman, it's our responsibility to partner with institutions, organizations, artists like Long Wharf and ask what can we do to make your organization stronger, better? You know, how can we partner collectively to share resources, share histories uh, and make the community a better and stronger place? And so we're having lots of conversations. We will be partnering them with them again next season. And then the season after that is their 60th anniversary season. And we're talking about what, what can we do to be, to be aligned and to be a partner during that season. So, you know, I think it's everything from attitude to in our long range plan, um, having sincere and authentic statements about being welcoming and inclusive to actually walking the walk. Um, and I think it takes time to trust you know, again, I've been here seven months, but hopefully our actions and the way that we position ourselves in the community will help us form that trust in the long run. Mm, I like that. So, so Albert, you know, you, you were 17 when you left here seeking bigger artistic expression. Now you're back. Does New Haven feel like an artist uh, welcoming place? So it's interesting. Here's what I said to my friends. Everyone has asked me, you know, how is it being home? My friends here, my friends away from here. And what has been, what I did not plan for is to not only move back to New Haven. I didn't plan that. I didn't realize that I would feel so at home here. Cause I, I mean, I literally ran and I would tell people all the time, New York city was the first place that I felt at home. Um, it is a phenomenal place to be an artist for a few reasons. One, proximity to major cities. Two, um, other artists of all sorts of genres here in the city doing amazing work. Uh, and there is a decent mix of sort of regular working class folks along with highly intellectual people along with business execs that that sort of that sort of mix of people i think lends itself to a rich sort of human tapestry that gives you tons of inspiration for creativity it's been very it's been very cool being back in new haven so yeah, Babs, I have I, to add, I have to add i have to add one thing because first of all albert and i go way back um, and I was an administrator in the opera department at Juilliard, and he was a larger in life, unbelievably talented graduate student. And so we overlapped for probably two or three years, right? Yeah. Albert at Juilliard. Yeah. I hadn't seen him in years. And, you know, sure enough, we're at a, we're at a meeting at Yale on Zoom and I get a little chat, you know, is that you? Um, Anyway, so we've reconnected after about two decades. And every time I think of Albert, I think of his mother, who must be so proud that he is back in New Haven and being the extraordinary, not just artist, but, you know, person, administrator and leader that he is. So I always think of your mom, Albert, who is alive and well. She's and alive proud, and well. How proud she must be of you. Here's what's wild. My mom was on the board of Alders back in the late 60s. Um, Who's your mother? 
Gail, well, Gail Lee, Gail Coleman, mm-hmm. um, now Gail Fowler, uh, but Coleman was his maiden name. Uh, so she was on the board of Alders in the late 60s, early 70s, um, organized with the Panther Party, like, you know, very, very much activist minded and you know, and here and here I come. She raised a very, very, very respectable son, and you know, uh, you know, trying to make my own waves in the world. It's been, I tell people, I have told you this, this, say this a lot. It has been a wild journey. I grew up in the hill. You know, I grew up in the hill, late '80s, early '90s, where things in the hill and in New Haven were they were rough. They were they were really rough, and I didn't. I'm I'm a I think I'm a pretty unique person. A, a mix of of church, black culture, classical music, gospel music. Like I, you know, I like a lot of different things, and I didn't see a space where I could exist in New Haven and be fully me. And so to come back and realize that the space is here, I, that you just sort of have to find it and reposition yourself um, within the city. It's been it's been eye opening, and it's good to be home. It's good Welcome to be home. home. Thank home. you. Thank you. Thank you. I will also say getting to reconnect with people like Rachel, unbelievable, because Rachel has done some amazing things in the two decades since we last saw each other. And so, you know, here we are trying to turn it out in New Haven. <laughs> well, I think you're doing it. I think you're doing it. I think it. so. I think, I think so. you're doing it. I think you're doing it. Well, the reading is happening. The production reading is happening tomorrow. And, and I, I will be in the audience. I can't wait because I, I love all the space at the Schwartzman Center, right? So all of it is, I took the tours, all very cool and hip and modern and interesting. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see how this all works and comes together. Uh, I appreciate the, the time that y'all took to come on. And I, I've had y'all on for two days and it's been a wonderful conversation. Um, thank you for uh, about having this us. Production. We appreciate being thank, on the show. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, so we all going to go see X when it uh, premieres. Yes, we are. We're taking a bus from New Haven. <laughs> Everyone who wants to come, we're going to go see X at the Met. We are. Let, let me, no, I'm it. serious. Let's do let it. me know so I, can, so I can get my dress ready. So I can <laughs> <laughs> We're saving you a seat on the bus. I appreciate it. I'm going to get right on that bus. <laughs> I look forward to seeing it. So uh, thank you so thank much. Thank you very much, Rachel Fine. Thank you very Absolutely. much, Albert Lee. I'm glad y'all are in New Haven making it a, a artsy, beautiful place. Thank y'all. Yeah. We'll see you thank tomorrow you night. So yes, you will see me tomorrow see you night. Tomorrow I'll night. see y'all. Okay. Yes, Bye-bye. my dear. Thank, thank y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. All right. Uh, Nora, you can play us out. Thank you so much, Nora. Good to see you, Harry. Put that leg up and sit down. Thank you, Nora. I will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow is Thursday. <laughs> Word on the street tomorrow. I'll see y'all later. Thank y'all.